Scott Murphy. Summer Krinsky. We're back. Um, I feel like most of these podcasts for the last month have started with like some sort of health update. Um, yeah. Uh, we just keep getting sick. Yep. Because it's cold and we're in the Midwest and it's sad winter times. Oh, and I mean, about I, like a thousand illnesses are going around. I think that we wrecked our immune systems from not from being, participating yeah. in winter for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I really didn't get sick over my no. isolation period. I at mean, all. you got to think about like how not sick we were for yeah. a while, and it has we've kind of banked illnesses. <laughs> it sure seems like it, because yeah, I did not expect to get sick yet yet again after I last month had like what was I, I guessed the flu because yeah. it knocked me so hard on my ass. Um, but I am currently sick again. I'm and sick again. I mean, I passed it to you. I feel like every time. You yeah, know? You, you get a new one. You're like, hey, check this out. Because, you know, like out. the it's, podcast yeah. is me being like, hey, check out this new music. I'm and like, you're like, check, check out, this out this new, new cold. <laughs> um, I can tell you, you know, it's going to be wild. You're going to have like colors in your snot. You're going to have, you know interesting sounds that your face makes yeah we got fun face sounds yeah. this does kind of like tie into the I'm, I'm always fascinated by the like there's that <laughs> you know donald trump's view on exercise what's his view on exercise uh, I, oh, I imagine he's not a fan he's not a fan but it's it comes from a belief that you only have so many like the human body can only do so many things and then, <laughs> that's my excuse for not knowing directions that's what yeah. i always tell people when people are trying to tell me like oh you know you just it, you go down there and then you take a right on this road and then go north a little bit and go, take a left and then you know I'm, I'm just like stop stop explaining it to me i'll just look at i'll put it oh in right but Google this Maps. is an intellectual but, he thinks that there's only so many like steps that a human body can take right before and i you think die. there's just so many things you can hold in your head and i just don't want right directions to be one of those things i yeah. I, I think i'm clearing memory space you're clearing memory space it's we also, all have thoughts that's also how i think about like you know in the overall math of it because like okay like not sleeping much lowers your life expectancy but how yeah what is are the we diff- siding with our with the cough fm man here? maybe well maybe uh, <laughs> just don't go that far. Um, the I'm just wondering if there I is a saying, in I the was, grand math. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are we all like okay? Like let's say that you lose five years of your life by not sleeping much. Right. Are we just? But are we spending the same amount of awake time? Math that out, listener. Not us right now. No, I think that that's basically what people think. Yeah. Yeah. You, you lose. You know your health suffers from not sleeping, but that you you basically are you're gonna get it one direction or the other. So like I think it's like you only to a degree, yeah, you only have so much conscious time. Conscious time. In this vessel. Yeah. But then the thing is, if you're sleeping and taking care of yourself, you're banking on not getting like hit by a car or murdered in your sleep. I'm not banking or, on that. I know you're yeah. not. You don't sleep at all. I, I'm saying those fools. I'm like squeeze. I'm squeezing the lemon right now. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I know about your. You squeeze the lemon all night. You're just making lemonade. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Um, you have news spe- for me. <laughs> special edition. I have news. It's a very funny, weird email. I mean, it's not that funny. It's just uh, the strangest email I woke up to this morning that I thought you would be entertained by. We were written by a shirt we made. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Ex- we make we make band shirts uh, when we, you know. Tour. Well, play shows. I mean, we've had many iterations of making band shirts. There was a time where we made our own, like, summer like the season sweatshop in your garage. Yeah. <laughs> and we would just spend a couple of days. Like a couple of days just all day yeah. printing shirts. Um, and for some reason, we always did it in, like, the heat of the summer. It was always, like, yeah. excruciatingly hot. And uh-huh. it was always just like, because you also have to, um, when you're doing it, you, you have like the heat gun. So you like press the ink down and then you have the heat gun, which is just hot to do because, you know, you're pu- you're pushing hot it's air. Heat. And yeah, so I just, it just, it's it was always an incredibly like a sweaty experience. I think every single time we did it, we went never again and then we would do it again. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they never turn out that well because we're not. No, we're not. Professional, professional shirt, shirt makers. creators no i mean i think that we're, we make cool shirts i love the shirts we've made you know design wise and uh but yeah no our ability to do the pressing people don't see the shirts that don't go on the table yeah i don't know yeah we we withheld all the like super messed up when we made them ourselves but we also we did sell some at like at a discount <laughs> that were just like super smudged su- weird or, <laughs> there were a few that i think never made it out of they just went straight in the trash because we set them on fire yeah yeah i think we realized that the amount of <laughs> the, the, mistakes yeah. we would make did not equal you know the the cost saving measure of doing it yourself and then also okay so that was the first round of shirts and then we said never again. We went through a company, and then you and I this like what summer? This yeah. summer was it? Yeah. yeah. We, we we for some reason I think it was like well we, we had, had some blank shirts. Yeah, we had some blank shirts that were left over that we never finished. And then we had old screens, so we were, like, we're like, "What if we do a bust limited out run?" The screen press, yeah, one last time, one last time, one last go at it, yeah. And then we painted two dogs accidentally. That's yes. <laughs> it was like the screen broke, the squeegee broke, ink went everywhere. We destroyed all of the shirts; they were just like totally ruined. And uh, yeah, like uh, one one dog <laughs> that was like is like a beautiful epic white dog it's not even yeah. either of our dogs it's a, a friend's dog neither of the dogs were our dog were neither of them it was oh, borzy it was borzy and apollo yeah, yeah. okay we t- we just t- painted two of our friend's dogs <laughs> 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 yeah uh and no shirts i mean we just destroyed yeah. yeah so um so never again we were back to using this website uh you know we've tried a few different ones but there's one that had become our our uh, favorite because we just felt like they did a really consistent good job um but now there's a whole new reason this is why i'm bringing this up there's a whole new reason for them to be our favorite okay because they have written us the weirdest email of all time <laughs> um okay it got my attention because the subject line is a year ago you made me what i am today no <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
What does that mean? What from is a this? shirt company. Well, I it, oh, it, it did you not even see who it it's from? Have, no, it doesn't have the shirt company. It says it's from Info. Oh no! And the the subject line is a year ago you made me what I am today. This is a very bad ad campaign. So I was like, am I getting fished? Uh huh. Like what's happening? But I clicked because I was like, what is this? Uh huh. I guess that's how you get me. I've just revealed my. You know, if you just have a a strange enough phishing email, if it's like obvious, you know, I'm not clicking. I guess that's everybody. But I right. don't mean obvious. I mean, if you're like, oh, my God, it's your bank. I'm not going to click. I don't click right. on emails. Right, from right. A bank. You need like a, I don't click on emails from the IRS. A kind of rounded <laughs> philosophical statement. Yeah. Um, OK, so <laughs> here's the I click and then I read. Thank you for bringing me your Gildan 1200. <laughs> Into the world on 02-14-2022. Cool. If you would like to have more just like me in time for my birthday. Because <laughs> 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 at first I was like, do they have the wrong birthday? Do you think like that? No, this my is birthday's the shirt's not in birthday. February. The shirt's birthday. from the per- So I was like, who's my? And then I, f- yeah, it took me a second to like decode this message. So it's written from the perspective of the shirt. If you would like to have more just like me. I time- would like some sisters. <laughs> time for my birthday. Place your order soon. So at first, I, I, I was just like, this is the strangest campaign of all time. But you know what? I thought about it a little more, and I think it's only made me love this company. Uh, shout Sum- out Broken Arrow. <laughs> Summer, I'm very lonely. I'm just one shirt to sign. Perhaps you could make more. Make more. more. I- <laughs> I, you you spread all of my brothers and sisters across the across the country, and I was wondering if I I don't know I don't like this. This is you don't a, like sentient shirt. I don't like sentient shirt. Asking for because it's like because I I don't know like are we gonna I mean, like one to see I wish they did the sibling ask. Well, okay, it's my birthday. You know what um, I for, think that we... my birthday wish is to have brothers and sisters. <laughs> I think that we can <laughs> broken now... arrow t shirts. Please send me that email. Summer like the season shirts are now fifty dollars a piece because it turns out they have a soul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We can. I mean, that could be part of the ad campaign. For this next round, what's funny is we we were actually looking into ordering some new shirts, gearing up for this tour that we're going to be going on in the spring. Uh, I'm going to rename the band Matt Gates like the season since we're trafficking these shirts oh across God. state lines. <laughs> Terrible. Hey. Uh. Anyway, yes. So I mean, if you come to one of our shows and feel compelled to take one of these, uh, you know. <laughs> Little creatures Just, home they're, with they're you. They're now a creature. Yeah, it, it, we can tell you the shirt's birthday. We could we could start doing that. Like you know when you like adopt a dog and they give you like the shot record. Yeah. And, like the birthday. And stuff. Gotta say, you know how I know this is a good episode? Huh. We just mind melded on the back half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I, I didn't I didn't know I how I was gonna random... I, I didn't know how okay. I was gonna mind like achieve the thread. Yeah. But we've achieved the thread. Amazing. Yeah. This is this is like I'm a Christopher Nolan podcaster. Like you, okay. listener, uh-huh. don't know it yet, but it actually all makes sense. Totally. And if it doesn't, it's on you, and you have it's to your read fault. a forum about Put it. Put the subtitles on. Out. 
<laughs> We're not talking too quietly. Wasn't that one of? Wasn't that the most recent? Oh, Tenet is unwatchable. Yeah, I love a lot of Christopher. Nolan I love things, Christopher Nolan, but... but he's deaf. Like <laughs> he's deaf and he's ruining or his he own has movies. Superhuman hearing. No, he's he's, he's gone like, on. I can hear fine. His no, his interviews are like yeah. No one can hear the dialogue in any movie. Oh, no. Like, he's just like, yeah, I, I, no one understands what they're saying in movies. It just matters about loud explosion. Like, that is his stance. Christopher Nolan has just lost his hearing and is and ruining cinema as a result. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Does that, uh, Surely that's everybody. You know how everyone is really into, like, astrology signs these days uh do you yeah know, do you know which one what's what's february's i don't know well we gotta find out because that's the shirt's birthday oh we need to know we need to assemble a personality i'm profile. just thinking that could be the new sales team tactic it's like all right what you know because it seems to be very popular right you right know? oh so, you're a virgo you're, you're a virgo you're gonna love shirt. this sweatshirt it's also but it, maybe you don't also want a virgo you want like a you know, we got to find out what like the top matches are. Cause I yeah. don't know. Well, you know? it turns out that the top match is whatever you because uh, actually I just saw like the best uh, astrology thing. Uh, Greta Thunberg uh-huh. and Kyle Rittenhouse were born exactly the same time. On uh, the same day? Yes. Okay. Amazing. Just gonna, just, just gonna, a, just gonna put that out yeah. there as like a, a like a, a personality analysis, <laughs> based on when you were born. Man, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not going to bode well for our new shirt sales tactic. So <laughs> okay. I'm gonna need you to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we could have we could have like a skeptics corner. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You take people aside. You go look. Greta, Kyle, same day. You can own that sweatshirt. Even it if does have a soul, though. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that that is a sentient sweatshirt. Uh-huh. It is, uh, you can, you know. Oh, and it will, I mean, uh, okay, this, it, it, it will haunt you if you leave it somewhere. Oh, yep. That's like, it. Like, if you leave our sweatshirt at the library and never come back for it. You, you're, it's going to haunt you through the books that you read and find throughout the rest of your life. If you huh. leave it at your, you know, ex's house, it will uh, haunt you haunt. via the messages. And you know what? They you've send you've you. looked at this one for so long; it's actually imprinted on you. So <laughs> you might as well just take it home. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think it's. I think it's a great campaign. Okay, so what band have I listened to today? I really enjoyed the music you played. Yeah, so we are talking about Shalom today, who oh, and I can mean, be your next favorite band. Yeah, I was going to say, this is I Don't Heart Radio. I'm, <laughs> I'm Summer. I'm Scott. And this might be your next favorite band. Yeah, no, I, I, I was trying to, I was picking up, yeah. what, you know, I was picking up the pieces. What I was uh, scattering. So yeah, today it is Shalom, and this is... Uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I really liked it. I was like, this is the kind of music I feel like um, I'd hear in a movie. And yeah, like it's like end credit kind of music, you know, and then look it up later and like 
just kind of have it a little bit stuck in my head and then play it again. It's like it it feels like I can just play it on repeat throughout different moments and you know just like it just has this very like a uh, it has a quality of like I'm not it doesn't grab me immediately like it doesn't like pop out of the speaker yeah, and be like, yeah this yeah. is a song you're gonna love but it's a song that I want to put on later and I want to put on again and, and again and again and again it's and got then, that like yeah. it, it has the like pop candy in a similar way to that band Claude that I showed you I feel like I showed you them and you were like this is all right and I was like yeah but play it again like mm. play it again yeah, it was just like like a lot of the music that becomes my favorite music I actually like am um, put off by at first Right, it's the it's the Stravinsky effect. Yeah, but this I want. Th- there's all. I think there's like two zones to being things that I really like. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's the like I'm put off by it at first, and that makes me intrigued, and I keep coming back to it, being like, why does this make me uncomfortable? And then there's just like this is nice. I'm not in like I, I just want to listen to it again, and then I listen to it again, and then I listen to it again, and then it's kind of just like snowballs. This feels like that. Um, a nice snowball into being a, something I could like definitely see as a thing that I top play. <laughs> yeah, I do. End so of the, the year wrapped. It's like oh, I've oh, I think it this should be on times. everyone's end of the year wrapped. Uh, the single that's out right right now is called Happenstance off of the upcoming album Sublimation uh, that's going to come out in mid March. That is the uh, <clears throat> the release plan. Looks like you can grab a digital copy on March 10th. Um, the chorus lyric that really, you know, Oh, the lyrics out. are really good. My need to evaporate and receive validation at the same time. Yep. Yeah. I, that's, you know. Uh, I mean, I we can do, I was going to go through lyrics because they're really good. I've got yeah, them. please can, do. Like, let's hit them up. Yeah. Um, so... It's it's also, like, this song is, like, kind of everything that I love about, like, indie pop. It's got, like, that that Matt and Kim, like, piano, like, kind of, like, semi-ragtime thing that comes in halfway through. It's a mm-hmm. real bop, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, and it is the, um, I, I think that, like, before we go into lyrics, it's important to point out that, like, the song is doing the, like, super upbeat, like, busy drum beat, uh, like, uh, kind of vibe paired with, like, f- extreme melancholy. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is always, like, a solid move. Yeah. Happy music, sad lyric. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, so we open with, uh, I'm waiting for the day that I can finally walk away from all of this bullshit, which, hell yeah. <laughs> I I love a good like I would love to quit. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Uh uh sitting in my room practicing how to be cool but I can't do it. I tried hard enough with my roommate and she's mean for a nurse but anyway, which I think that's my favorite line in the entire song. Like first off just uh I identify with, you know, roommate struggle. It's nice to have those in print because I think that's so like even on an indie rock level, there's this kind of in the writing, there's like a a general sense of I'm doing really good, you know, uh-huh. that doesn't touch on like just the the bare realities of living with seven people. 
Yeah. You know, which is what we all are doing. Uh, mean for a nurse, but anyways. Mean I for like a nurse, <laughs> but anyways. Interrupting your own, uh, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of... I like when people say a thing that's, like, very revealing. I mean, it feels like it, there's... It feels like it's not a um, made-up scenario. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Feels like... Well, there's even something to... I, I mean, so... The revealing of it, but even pairing, like, I am a... So, Shalom is a musician. She's in Brooklyn. And, like, her job is musician. And her roommate is a nurse. You know? Yeah. Like, even, like, so, like, pairing that, like, perspective, Uh uh, like, it's a very... uh, It sums up America to a a pretty high degree. Uh, Like, no one's... No one's doing great. Yeah, you mean that they're just like oh, living you have in a to squished. You you have to squish <laughs> and like even as I I mean so first off it's like musicians shouldn't have to live with eight people but that's kind of like an accepted like trope reality, yeah. in in reality like yeah okay you're doing music things so like no money for you uh, but also nurse you are on the front lines of covid and very very important for our infrastructure also no money for you you right yeah that, i mean that's interesting i like you're focusing on the the roommate thing the thing that strikes me oh, i mean I, i'm which, i'm taking yeah, yeah. i'm taking you're it taking one it piece one at, chunk a time. at a time yeah but the thing that strikes me on it is like a very uh, reveal interpersonal like uh, moment and then interrupt yourself to be like I'm I'm being too vulnerable. Right, right. But anyways. Yeah. But anyways, and mean for a nurse is like that's like tattooable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then we get into the my need to evaporate and receive validation at the same time is just happenstance. That is the chorus. Yeah, it's a, you know, very identifiable with sentiment. I think, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is my entire psyche. (laughs) I would not, I really, uh, you know, I feel it so hard, as they would say, because I don't want to be, like, looked at or paid attention to in any way, but I do need a lot of people to constantly be telling me that I'm doing a good job. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's just happenstance is an interesting. So yeah. it's like it's like saying like it's just happenstance. Like my happen, life is me. happenstance. Yeah, <laughs> that it, it, like carrying both those needs. Do you think is just happenstance, or you think just like exi- that my existence is is what it's? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, those are kind of one and the same. Yeah. You know, like your your personal needs are a result of your existence. Yeah. Also, I, when you're kind of describing it, I feel like one thing that like is a word that we haven't used yet is it's, it is very dreamy, like yeah. dreamy. Oh, because the, it's the it's the vocal delivery is doing something, I think, musically incredibly like it's it's always like it's swinging between the bars constantly, yeah. uh, which is uh, we both we love, love that. that. Yeah. Uh, it So it's got the. It's the combination of like the delivery being pushed across bars and then also the um 
like the language is also it's not like la- like when it lands at the end of a bar it's landing in the middle of a sentence yeah you know so it's right. it's playing with like musical time but uh-huh. also the the timing of language yeah. so it's always so even when it lands it's off yeah which uh is just really like a, it makes it a really good repeated listen yeah it's cuz it's like um you can easily grab on to the lyrics because especially the chorus because there's they're just like uh poignant and catchy but then uh each time you hear it you like think you're gonna say it with it kind of and then because of that playful delivery you're a little off yeah in your head or if you're saying it out loud or you know so it, it kind of just like uh uh that it's feels like you feel like you know it and then you're like oh i don't actually totally know it yet yeah. yeah. Which I think is why immediately I was like, I want to listen to this. You know, I'm going to put this on when I go home. It's yeah. like, a li- I'll check this out again. I'll check this out. And I could just see myself. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So what's up with this band? This is a single. Or yeah. this is a, uh, just one. So person. Shalom is the um, sole artist who is paired with a um, producer. Uh, Ryan Hemsworth from Canada and it is it's like a fun it's a fun story uh, Shalom was in the uh, Brooklyn New Brunswick like DIY scene playing bass in a band and then that like you know oh no band broke up right uh, classic classic uh, and she was like purely bass player and support and was not writing and then wrote her first material in December 2020. That's a EP called The First Snowstorm of the Year and posted it on the internet and Ryan Hemsworth like listened to it and said this is cool. I would Ryan love Ryan Hemsworth is a very familiar name. Yeah. Is that a, in, is that just is there a reason that that feels that way to me or you're not sure? I'm not sure. Well, I was just researching Shalom. Right, okay. And didn't, uh, but I know that he is, in all of Shalom's copy, he's a Canadian producer. Okay. So we'll just live in that world. We're living there. We're, I like to live in the world that's presented. Sure. You know? So um, there was a first, she wrote the first, you said full, there was a ra- full record? EP. EP, okay. Yeah, it's like four songs. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, it's got like, it's very... I would say raw, it's a bedroom recording, huh. you know, but it has these core songwriting elements that are very, you know, the the off-kilter time, the very tight, like, melodic arrangement and everything. It's all in there, and then it starts to get, like, fully fleshed out. Huh. Uh, and then uh, they do manage to get onto Saddle Creek, like, oh, immediately. Sweet. Like, they, they, like, do the single uh, with Hemsworth, that's put out uh, by Saddle Creek, and that's where we're at right now. This is like uh, we've had. So they're putting out the. Saddle they're Creek putting out the, out the full record, record. Uh, which, uh, you know, we've had singles coming out since uh, June of 2022, and the thing is, is that I really wanted to cover this on the pod because it is not blowing up in a way that like it should be blowing up. Yeah, the music's you know, good. Uh, this is, uh, cause you know, the purpose of the pod is like 
undiscovered music. Right. And, and Sal Creek's a bit of a discovered label. Right, I for would sure. Consider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a whole thing. But this and you know, this is showing up on like you know, year-end lists and pitchfork and everything, but it's not getting, like, a lot of traffic. Yeah. Uh, So I think that that is, like, a failure of the system to a degree. So here's this little podcast saying that this should be on the, like, you should go listen to it. You should go become a high-value listener of Shalom. Uh, What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, so, like, uh, you as an audience out you, there. you out there? You out there? You, the mother of the shirt. Go, <laughs> future <laughs> shirt mother. Um, go to Spotify, put the new single in a playlist, and play that playlist. Yeah, you got it. You got a uh, well, BTS. I guess that's sort of bringing us back because I realized we didn't mention. Uh, so. Two episodes ago, I think, or so, Two episodes, there's an episode yeah. about Godbox, which was like a bit of a departure because this isn't usually we're covering new music. That, uh, but that was about a experiment we're doing about an uh, uh, ambient, uh, self-generating bullshit artist, bullshit artist, um, to try to like have an understanding of how this algorithm works. And uh, one, just an update because I, I don't remember where it was at. Um, when we right. did that a few couple weeks thousand ago. monthly listeners maybe yeah godbox is like five five thousand eight hundred yes it is monthly listeners now um and uh it, it just continues to grow it's gotten put into spotify editorial playlists and and one of the huge things is um like the, the, there's a few things that we learned but one of the big things that you can do as a listener um for these bands that we're talking about so for Shalom, for any of the things that have uh, really resonated st- yeah. with you, if you put it in a playlist, um, that's like the the highest value action. So like hearting it is great, following it is great, playing it is great. But like adding um, to your to a user playlist is the like machine learning core yep. of Spotify. And especially if you can use keywords on that playlist. So, yep. you know, for this. Name it like dreamy, dreamy indie pop. Yeah. And that will really affect. Um, uh, radio play. Yes. Yes. Uh, like that is the. So, you know, we're trying to like experiment and poke at the algorithm. And the, the best thing that you can do for an artist that you feel like needs a leg up is to uh, do what you can to push them into, like, radio discovery. Uh, that is how an artist can actually grow on a algorithmic platform like well, Spotify. Well, it's just, like, we're, I think we're the part of the experiment we started doing with with this, with the podcast of, ex, of, like, sharing artists that we think are cool, releasing good music, but then also with Godbox of trying to figure out, like, what are the other... Because, like, the... the fr- we have so many things we can do to help for free. Right. Like the, the, there's this system that now exists of just, you know, you can share things, you can like things, you can subscribe, but, um, there's almost so many things we can do that I don't think people totally know, or, or it's like not transparent, like the ranking of actions. So, um, yeah, the top thing as far as like, you know, especially if you're streaming people's music and you're not um you know you're not paying them for merch it 
really helps if you can add their music to a playlist with keywords. It just, it's, that's the number one streaming action you can take, which is like really, I mean, it's cool because it's something like you can do that helps without, um, costing right more. and uh, obviously you could be adopting shirt babies uh <laughs> but uh, you know it's understandable that that's not i'm within. sure shalom has some shirt babies perhaps. there are shirt babies are there yeah there are I would say vinyl, babies vinyl babies and yeah. all of that like you should absolutely do that um and the uh, but short of that and also in addition you can be a high value listener which can just help there are so many horrible like barriers and uh gatekeeping things like within the music industry and if you can help like make number big uh which i mean we kind of are our like spark of information on this is there is a bts streaming guide for yeah bands. i think we talked about that right on the episode i don't of think God so Box? no i don't think so oh so okay part of the God Box. I, I really we didn't mention. It. I don't think we talked about BTS at all. Okay. Um. Sorry if this is a repeat, but maybe it's not. Uh. Yeah. One of the the things we found with the God Box experiment, and if if you didn't listen to the God Box episode, it's basically yeah, it's just an ambient bullshit machine that uh is releasing weekly albums um that are like thirty second to minute something songs, and it's just it's an experiment of how to get Spotify to churn and understanding like the ranking of system that it's using because we basically have ignored personally, we've ignored um, like the internet (laughs) streaming at least as a, as a source of spreading music. Um, And uh, one of the, (laughs) as soon as we were trying to figure out the, what makes like high, a high value listener, as you were saying, the the thing that of course came up was the BTS streaming guide and BTS has a disciplined fan base you and know they tell their fan base you know there, of course there's like casual BTS users and <laughs> your listeners <laughs> uh you know but there's this dedicated fan base that are super fans and they have put them to work by sh- telling figuring out exactly what the they can do to you know pump them into the algorithm as much as possible which is clearly like incredibly effective because bts is one of the biggest groups in the universe yep (laughs) or at least this world this known universe yeah so uh yeah so that's where the add to playlist um concept was uh that's where we learned that basically yeah i mean that and there are interviews with the Spotify machine learning main guy um, where he talks about that being a core part of their um, system. But then to see that um, it, it's not just adding. So adding to playlist is like a huge action you can take, but then also like rotating the songs on that playlist in and out. Oh yeah. You got to so have an it's active, like an active playlist. playlist. Yeah. Cause it, a dead playlist doesn't, um, doesn't you know, have as many points. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, um, that's what you can do. Do yeah. it. And um, and while you're at it, this podcast you're listening to. Hi, it's I Don't Heart Radio. Um, we're your we're, favorite podcast. We're here. If you've made it this far into the podcast, this is probably your favorite podcast. 
that's great. And we're so happy yeah. that you feel that way. And, you know, if you would like to give us five stars, give us a review, give us a share. Um, that would be incredible for getting this to be someone else's favorite podcast. <laughs> this this is I Don't Heart Radio. This could be your new favorite podcast. Mm. That's I'm going to start adjusting. I see. Yeah. Um, all right. What? So you you said you have like a very smooth. I've really, with the shirt babies, given you a. Well, you were talking about like adopting like a pet. And okay. I was thinking a lot about presidential pets. You were thinking about presidential pets. Yes, specifically the pets of Calvin Coolidge. Okay. Uh, so. In my times of just, like, looking through fun facts of, you know, uh, the world that we live in, uh, I like to know when presidents are just, like, weird secret freaks. Yeah. Uh, and so Calvin Coolidge, very boring president. Your back basically. half's really presidential. They're very presidential <laughs> because I think, well, there's, you know, there's only so many things in the world. There's lots of things. There's so many things. <laughs> Are you criticizing my back halves? I'm just, it's, it's very interesting that you're so president focused, it seems. Oh, well, I just think that there's like a we lost. <laughs> right from new new music into I, I, presidential. But, so the thing is, I'm not talking, yeah. I never go like Lincoln or, you know, Kennedy. Oh, or, this could be your new favorite president. Yeah. Okay. You so know, you're like I'm the looking unknowns. for I'm looking for the unknowns. I'm looking for like the assassinations that we don't like talk uh -huh. about. Like cuz like uh Kennedy assassination done to death. Sure. Okay. There are other ones that are Lincoln, Kennedy, they get top billing. Okay, untold pet stories of presidents. Untold pets. All right, so what's going on with Coolidge? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Tell me about your pets, his pets. Oh, okay, so he is the second most pets, the first amount of pets. This would be something you're looking up. You have yes, added I have so many two pets. more cats to your collection. <laughs> I love kitties. You have three cats. You have four dogs. Correct. You have how, one lizard, two well, chameleon. One chameleon. One gecko, one gecko, one tortoise, one tortoise. The rats, rats are, are dead. dead. <laughs> so it's still, I, the most amount of pets I've ever had, is ten. And it remains ten. Okay. It's just ten. Oh, it's just ten. Which is fewer than Calvin Coolidge. How many did he have? I don't know a lot. You don't know? <laughs> no, I, I don't know the exact number. <laughs> well, so the thing is, is with Calvin Coolidge, so like. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt had the most pets, which is like clocked in at 43. You what? know, like people know how many pets it was. But the thing is, is Teddy Roosevelt, it was more like he had a zoo. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you have a bunch of pets at that point. It, it, it's it's like a well-organized. Or you're like on a farm. Yeah, like he's got, like it's a different you know, situation. Like exhibits and yeah. everything. Calvin Coolidge had like a chaos zone uh -huh. of just like there were ducks all over the White House. Nice. Uh, and... Uh, you know, just a lot of uh, like like the Florida Man contractor we use. There's a big Florida Man vibe to the, how Calvin Coolidge was handling his uh, White House animals. Yeah, at, at my house, um, there's a uh, 
a man named Rick. Uh, I would censor his name, but, but I won't he will because not, yeah. it's <laughs> he doesn't fine. use the, he doesn't internet. Use the <laughs> internet. And um, Florida man Rick is a uh, uh, he <laughs> he is on the contractor um, triangle of fast, cheap, and good. He is uh, slow, cheap, and okay. <laughs> um but his personality is um uh uh well he does refer to you as his wife. Yes, he does. You just uh I try to avoid and yeah. I often get caught in ah like it's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but he uh used to bring over duck eggs to us all the time because he had a bunch of ducks living in his basement. Oh, does he not bring duck eggs anymore? Did the ducks not make it? You know, I haven't gotten duck eggs in a long time, and oh, I don't. R.I.P. Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how well he was caring for the ducks. So the basement ducks. I lo- so what I love about the Calvin Coolidge pet situation, like in comparison, because Teddy Roosevelt, you know, very like a, a, a statesman, a rugged western frontiersman and all of that and he kept a zoo yeah you know it's just part of his preservation thing calvin coolidge is like a fascinating figure in that he was very non-confrontational very buttoned up very very like straight to the point probably caused the great depression with his like uh, uh non uh, the non-existence of uh, financial regulations on the system, uh-huh. um, which is also like a very, uh, like a fascinating point in American history because he was incredibly dedicated to racial justice uh, and did the most of any president to like end the Klan uh-huh. and uh, all of that. Uh, he basically abolished income tax with the except, like, he's like, no taxes except on the top 2%. Like That's a nice. real, like a real reversey, yeah. you know? What happened to that? I, it sounds very good to me. Yeah. And he taxed the shit out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, like, on the like top 2% of income, it's like a 75%. Uh, and then he just got rid of it for everything else. He's like, yeah, if you're not making over $100,000 a year, which at that point was the was top 2% yeah, yeah, yeah. of America, uh, he was like, well, why tax? Uh and that could have been cool, but then he also paired it with, like, you could also cheat. <laughs> like? Yeah. Th- th- we won't, like, we're not regulating anything. Gotcha. Like, yeah, you can, uh, you owe us money, wink. Uh-huh. But uh, if you just did that, I think we could be in a real cool place. Right. So he's got, like, cool this. Coolidge. Coolidge. He's got this combination of, like, semi like you know it would be like archetypal of like a modern conservative with a couple of tweaks uh and was also known for like not participating in um like debate culture uh-huh. in any way uh like whenever he ran for office and he won every single office that he ever pursued mm-hmm. like he has a 100% win rate would you uh, say he's a winner <laughs> Yeah, a real winner. Uh, and was just known as kind of like a boring standard politician that uh-huh. nobody was like, yeah, yeah, he's got like a personality at all. But his personality but was confined to it his It was confined pack to his situation. wild pack of animals. Okay. Uh, it started 
Uh, and it happened during his presidency, which I mean, is interesting. I personally trust people less that don't have pets. Right. That, oh, I mean, of course. And, and I know that that like I've seen like unpopular opinions on Reddit uh-huh. where it's like if I don't like dogs, it's because like whatever. And it's like sure, but I will. I don't have trust you. An opinion about you. Yeah. Well, it's that's uh, that's freedom of speech. Yeah. Like you can absolutely not like dogs. Yeah. But I can absolutely form an opinion on that. Right. And we we have both. Yeah. And I don't trust. No. I don't trust because dogs are good. Dogs are good. They're so good. Uh, so the thing is, is that uh, one of the th- it's not like Calvin Coolidge went into the presidency having a wild pack of animals. OK, it developed, developed it over the course of leading America. That is fascinating. That is fascinating because uh, it started. He just had a couple of dogs. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, oh, I got a couple of dogs. And then uh, his wife liked animals. And then people started to hear that she liked animals. So then people just started being like, can we get you a gift? And they were like sure we like animals and then so it was like dogs for Uh a little bit um and then it escalated Uh, i think that the moment of like oh no is there was a thanksgiving where someone brought raccoons to be eaten like people eat raccoons i guess in the 20s okay they were like here's our judgment i'm just like uh, is raccoons do they taste good I, i mean i I've heard that you like shouldn't eat raccoon, yeah, like because you get like all sorts of diseases yeah, and like stuff. Scavenger but, guys, but maybe the twenties raccoons were a higher quality raccoon. Maybe I don't know because they brought the Thanksgiving raccoon. Okay, uh, they're like, here we go. It's uh, <laughs> we're gonna stuff the Thanksgiving raccoon. And Coolidge's wife was like, no, this raccoon is way too cute. <laughs> we can't they possibly do have tiny hands. we they do have they've got tiny hands. She formed you a You had a cut you literally got a cat because you were accidentally adopting a raccoon. Right, Mrs. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was cute. a raccoon that was like knocking on your door for food. Yeah. At, because you kept giving it food. I did because she she knocked on the door and then she put her little hands out. Yes. And then, so then what then am I were, supposed to do with those little hands? So then you were feeding her. Yeah. So then you got a cat to make her go away yeah. instead of breaking up with her like a normal person uh-huh. <laughs> that was like your version of ghosting the <laughs> yeah. raccoon yeah is you got a cat to break up with her for you that is what i did yes. was she getting more aggressive no the raccoon. I mean, I mean she wasn't aggressive she was just like at the door every night yeah and you know i just heard like a lot of raccoons like on my roof uh-huh. and in my attic right like a lot of raccoons yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so the Coolidge's are presented with a raccoon to eat, and they go, "No, we are going to yeah, create." Way too cute. And the thing is, they don't create like a. It doesn't sound like it was like a a well organized zoo like uh, Roosevelt's. They just kind of like put a pen around a tree in the back of the White House, uh-huh. and they're like, "This is our raccoon habitat." And then they kept adopting other raccoons to be raccoon friends with their Thanksgiving raccoon, <laughs> but then. It kind of sounds like they were just like pulling raccoons off the street. Oh, were they kidnapping raccoons? <laughs> and then, I mean, I guess how else are you getting a raccoon? You're not like. So they've got their dedicated Thanksgiving raccoon that sounds like it just lived at the White House for uh-huh. their entire time. And then they would try to bring it friends, and the friends would be like, absolutely not. I'm a raccoon. And then, like, just bust out. <laughs> but Thanksgiving raccoon was like. That was a dedicated White House pet. Okay. It was just, it was into the arrangement. Great. Okay. 
It probably appreciated not being eaten. Uh, also hanging, so that opened the floodgates. We've got a wallaby. Okay. Yep. Dumb question. What does a wallaby look like? Like a, I, I think it's like a little kangaroo. Oh, okay. Like, I, I think it's a marsupial. Okay. And I think it's kind of like a ugly cross between a kangaroo and a koala. Can it live in? I do not know the, the history of... of the wallaby. All right. These are just like just... Uh, the raccoon is the most well documented Coolidge pet. Yeah. And then there's just a spread of insane shit. Okay. Like, and nobody really knows. It's just that they kept getting, and it's so wild because he's so boring, but he's just like, I'll take a wallaby. <laughs> Absolutely. And it wasn't- Maybe his wife was just interesting. Maybe, and these animals know? were just like in the White House. They're just like hanging out. That's they're trying awesome. their best. They're like, uh, they got 13 ducks and there was a point at which, you know, they're like, okay, we'll put them in the bathtub. And then, you know, they're like, no, we're not in the bathtub. We're just in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like real huge chaos energy from the most boring man to ever be president. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bobcat. <laughs> what? A bobcat. It, that had to be caged, right? We don't know. Bobcats we don't can, know how like, they well, I mean, ultimately <laughs> we we do know what happened, but you know, they've got a bobcat in the White House, a black bear? What? Yes. What? A black bear. Okay, I mean that had to have its own zone. The White House isn't that big. Yeah. It's just not that big. <laughs> Where do you put the bear? A donkey. Okay. A hippo. What? A White House hippo. Where? Which, maybe the bathtub? Because <laughs> they thought- Hippos they thought are bath- huge and they're aggressive, aren't they? Yeah, they're very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got a hippo. And I I don't know, I kind of want, uh, I'm just envisioning, you know, candidates 2024. I want the hippo energy again. I would love bring back the hippo. You know, I, I agree. Uh, my vote's up in the air, and you can take it. With a hippo. With a hippo, absolutely. Two lions, uh, which he named Tax Reduction and (laughs) Budget Bureau. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, He named one (laughs) Tax Reduction and the other Budget Bureau? Yes, those were the names of the Coolidge Lions. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I mean, it's uh, that it's feels like good. someone with a personality kind of move. I know he's that's like the secret. Uh, <laughs> that's the his secret personality. Yeah, it almost feels like a Trump thing to do, except for that he Trump hates, animals. hates animals, which is another reason to uh, you know <laughs> pile on the list of questionable character traits. Yeah. And an antelope. Is <laughs> that the last one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with all of the exotic animals, they uh, historically, what is known in the record, is that they became too large. Yeah. And were moved imagine. out of the White House and into a zoo. Okay, But, good. like, at what point did they go, this hippo is too big? Yeah, did they get, like, a baby hippo? And they were like, oh, it's so cute. I mean, how small is a baby hippo? It's not pretty small. Big. Yeah, that's they're very big. And was it like, uh, was it like a, a 
like a Biden champ situation? Were there were yeah, there like did someone do a d- bite? Did someone bite? Did the hippo bite? <laughs> Almost certainly someone bit. <laughs> Who got eaten by Calvin Coolidge's hippo? I mean, Tiger King had to have like several arms go yeah. on employees before it was like we gotta we gotta we, do something about that. I mean, was that even? I'm trying to remember the the story of the fever dream that is Tiger King. Oh, times. the arm getting bitten off that was not the that, impetus yeah. for closing down. Ty- it was like tax evasion, right? <laughs> <laughs> he clearly needed to rename some of the tigers. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Where have you? Where do you stumble down this? Story? I don't know. I'm just on the internet. I'm trying to make our record happen, which is coming out. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can we can bring it back. Bring it back from the from where we are. Uh yeah, we we have a new record and um singles are going to start coming out this spring and um we're also going to be announcing. I mean, you already Scott on his Twitch stream announced some tour dates, but uh we're going to have a poster coming out soon with all of that information. If you live in the Midwest, the Pacific, Pacific North, Northwest, Northwest, uh mountain area, uh in between, what do you call mountain area? It's like, like Colorado. Uh, I the south. Well, Colorado is the southwest, but you we're know, not hitting as much southwest no. as I would like to. Sadly, later um, this year. Later this year, yeah. But uh, but we'll be hitting some of the uh Colorado areas and uh, Montana. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, our whole Midwest zone. So uh, those dates will be dropping soon and um we're really excited to be doing shows again it's been a while um so please stay tuned follow this podcast i don't heart radio pod at gmail.com is where you can send um bands that we should be checking out subject line white house raccoon okay uh send us music that you think is cool and uh not getting as much uh attention as it should and then um, uh, follow us at I Don't Heart Radio Pod on Instagram. You can follow the band at Summer Like the Season Music. Uh, and Scott's and this recording studio that we both run at is at a ton of underscore mastering. And you can also watch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash a ton of. I really want to bring back. The, so I'm working on remixes right now for uh, the upcoming record. I'm. Uh, we're going to hopefully get some people doing remixes on each uh, single, and then I'm, I'm also going to do a remix. Uh, and I started working on it. I really wanted to work on it on stream. Oh. But my computer, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to stream uh, without everything crashing. Uh, mm. Scott's stream is very stable, so check out the A Ton of Twitch stream. There is a Summer Like the Season uh, Twitch that I'm hoping to get going with doing these remixes. Um, but... Uh, you have to figure out your computer. Sometimes it just freezes. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace, everybody. Goodbye.